Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. Welcome to our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode is entitled, Hello, Is Anyone There? Silence After the Interview. Now let's set the stage for this. Greg and I have been friends for a long time and we just came out of a production meeting and I'm not 100% sure if we're still friends. Are we good? Well, there's a little bit of tension, but uh, I think we are still friends. With friends, they have really strong moments and tension moments, and uh, we'll get through this. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> so Greg and I have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee and then move on, and we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations better, some learning points, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a really good discussion. Are we going to have a good discussion, Greg? Yeah, we're going to have a good discussion. This one is, uh, you know, this uh, situation occurs, has always occurred, and like most things, it's amplifying during COVID and during remote working. So uh, I'm looking forward to this dialogue. And what's nice about this one is this actually uh, came out of a production meeting, but this is 100% your idea to do this one. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I've had, uh, I've had three people in the last week that have experienced this. And these are really strong performers. Um, and the folks that they were interviewing with um, are not going to get them. And uh, um, because of the experience that they had. So uh, this is, I think, an important topic that uh, we need to chat about. Perfect. So, hello, is anyone there? Silence after the interview. You've been looking for a job and put in an application or asked to apply for a job in which you have been interviewed, maybe more than once for a position, and you experience some or all of the following. You have an interview that from your perspective went really well, and the people you spoke with said that they would get back to you. Maybe they even give you a time frame for hearing, but you never hear from anyone. You reach out and no one responds to your query about your application and interview. You end up never knowing or hearing. So Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about, you know, in today's environment, in the immediate situation we find ourselves, I think folks are actually more patient than, than other times because they know what people are going through. And if you're in it, you're experiencing it. Um, so, so there is some patience that, uh, that and expectations that sometimes things might take a little bit longer due to the situation. But when it's just dead air and when you don't hear anything and when there's no responses, when there's been commitments, talk about a breach of trust from the very beginning. And what does that tell me as a great talent looking for a new company, looking to join your organization is it, it sends messages, messages such as you're disorganized, messages that you don't really care about people messages that um, you uh, don't keep your commitments, all of which are uh, disintegrate trust. And um, boy, it, it, it's a not a great start. And as I said, with the example earlier, there's three people that I know that are great talents that are going through this situation, have been for the last month or so, and are, uh, have made a decision that if they get a call, they're not going to uh, proceed with it. 
and uh, and 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 some, a couple of them actually have found uh, better jobs and have um, leapt into those. So, uh, boy, it can be a it can be a real stumbling block if you're trying to find great talent. Well, as we've discussed, Greg, uh, I'm retired and I have been strategically kind of looking for a job with what's next, uh, what I want would like to do next. And uh, I have applied for a number of jobs because I, I thought the, uh, the company, the situation would be one that I would be, that I would fit into, that I would want to be part of. And it's funny because I've gotten some emails back like way too long after an interview or after a conversation. And uh, a couple of times these interviews have come in and I'm going, like, when did I have that conversation? Like, that was like two and a half months ago. So even when some sometimes people do get back to you in an email, it's so untimely. It's like, you know, I in one of the cases, I'd actually forgotten that I had applied for the job and I had to go back into my emails and into uh, uh, some of my records here. Oh, yeah, 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 I did talk to those people. So to me, it's just, it's crazy that, you know, yes, it's not a normal time right now. But certainly, I, I think as employers, as potential employers, we need to do better. Yeah. And you know what? We're talking about a situation here where someone has had an interview. You know, so you've gotten through the filters. I totally get that, you know, having the um, a letter, a standard letter fly back to you to say that, you know, we're considering other candidates and all those kinds of things, not proceeding to interview. That makes sense. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of companies that don't even do that. You know, there's a lot of companies that add this thing that says, uh, you know, only successful candidates will be notified. And personally, that just drives me crazy because um, really you, with the systems they have today, you can at least send a note um, to, to close the loops, uh, you know, and to because it's all about relationship. It's all about brand and you should do that. But we're talking about folks that have actually had interviews. So and, and sometimes multiple interviews. And, uh, and so a relationship has built and you're obviously, if you're being moved on to an interview and on to second or third interviews, that indicates that you have something that they see of value and their interest in you. And so this makes it even more of a, of a really strange thing when then we don't respond. You know, it uh, doesn't make sense and certainly is a killer uh, to your brand and your employee value proposition. And they're going to tell other people about their experience and it's going to make people hesitant if they see a job opportunity there to jump in. Yeah, well, you know, on a glass, glass door and a number of those other tools that are out there, uh, there is uh, a rating for how did you experience the interview process. So there's one thing about... Uh, how do you like working for the place? But there's another whole category around how do you experience that? And people are quite direct. And if you don't think people go on there to get a pulse and feel for what's going on, well, they do. And I get the managers sometimes feel that those are biased or, you know, sometimes companies will make themselves look better than, than they are, but, but they give you a flavor and uh, they can easily turn someone off from putting their application in based upon that feedback. Absolutely. So what are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? From the manager's point of view, when you interview somebody, especially if it is multiple interviews, you have gotten to know someone well. There are responsibilities in your relationship with them now. 
Yeah, you know what? That is about, I love the word relationship in there because if you've had a conversation with them more than once, or even if it's once you've developed a little bit of thing, uh, a relationship, and so there is responsibilities there um, for uh, um, uh, owning that relationship because again, um, they may be a future employer, they may know someone who will be. And I think as managers, we have to remember that people have invested sometimes everything in, of themselves in this process, and we need to respect that. Yeah, and you know, it's hard because uh, uh, what we do know today is that many people are uh, stretched to the max uh, and um, you you can't find the time. I mean, uh, we're hearing stories of people, you know, not taking bio breaks during the day because they're on phone calls or on Zoom calls all day. So it's it can be very stressful. Um, but this is really important. This relationship is so key. And especially if they are eventually hired, um, how they start, how they feel when they start will make it so much easier for you as a manager. So again, if this is at least once or twice into the interview process, multiple stages, you can prioritize and say, and those are the folks that, that you're going to make sure sending a quick email note back saying, hey, thanks for uh, the, the interview. We're delayed in our process. We'll let you know as soon as possible or, you know, something as simple as that. Or um, partner with your HR team and say, okay, who's going to do what? It, it's the touch point that's most important. But if they're a lead candidate, it's so much better that, that comes from the, the interviewing manager. And just along this whole vein, people are not objects. They have feelings and circumstances that they're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're all different, right? Because there are some of us that are very uh, practical and uh, less emotional and um, maybe thinking, you know, give me a break. Like, what are you worried about kind of thing? And there are some of us that are more emotionally in tuned and uh, can connect to those things. Uh, um, so uh, um, you, 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 we're humans though, and no matter how we're showing up and what our uh, attributes, our innate needs and, and uh, approaches are, we all want to be heard, seen, and connected with uh, at some point. So uh, you know, remembering that this is a person who's made a commitment and investment, like you said, um, treat someone like you want to be treated, the golden rule kind of thing. And if you say you're going to get back to them, then do so. There is a social contract to the situation. Yeah. And you know what, what do they say? Under promise over delivered is the uh, famous saying. And so um, know that today in our current environment, things are probably taking at least twice as long to get done. Um, so if you uh, undercommit and say, listen, here's what I know, here's the process. If you think it's going to be two weeks, say it's going to be three, maybe, M maybe, maybe more. Um, and, you know, uh, suggest that if they haven't heard back from you in three weeks to send you a quick note, you know, have some shared ownership with regards to it. Don't overcommit. Because if, uh, if you do, and then it does get delayed, then um, that can be pretty frustrating. Uh, once, there's forgiveness. Twice, there's usually exits or that lack of trust again. And the next one, I know it's not always possible, but it's probably 
more relevant to an inside process. But if you are the hiring manager, the bad news is better coming from you. If you can work it out, I know quite often it just isn't possible. But especially for an internal type of competition, it's not a bad thing if the hiring manager does it. Yeah, you know, again, it really, um, uh, you know, we all remember those moments. Yeah, I do a lot of work uh, with folks around, um, you know, understanding their strengths and, and being able to bring their best foot forward and, and understanding where they can impact the most. And uh, one of the pieces of work I do is called uh, Meaningful Moments or Meaningful Experiences Journal. You know, sometimes those meaningful experiences are, are uh, out of things that are not good. Um, and this is one of those. Uh, if, if you've gone through the process, you're the hiring manager, it doesn't mean you have to, do, to send bad news to everybody. Uh, but if you're at the top three, and normally we get to the top three candidates, obviously they all have some strength that puts them at the top of the pile. Um, three people, one of which you're going to send the great news to, two others that you're not. Um, and yes, there's always issues around, you know, well, what can I say? What can I say? But, uh, but really uh, reaching out and just saying, you know, we really appreciated the interview. There were three excellent candidates um, and, uh, and we've made a decision to go to this route. Here's the things that we really valued in what you brought. Um, and, and hopefully there'll be another opportunity in the future. Doesn't have to be that much but it gives a little bit of sense of positivity. Again, if they're the top two or three, they must have shown something that you saw value that you brought it forward. Yeah, I really like that. And the next point kind of continues on with that. Sometimes a quick word of encouragement or constructive criticism could be helpful. You never know where you will be at at a later time. The person could be the one later on, why burn bridges? And I found, Greg, especially for internal competitions, Quite often the HR partner uh, would give the bad news to a group of people that weren't successful. And one of the things quite often they would ask me, and this is the HR uh, partner, would I be willing to meet with any of the internal candidates to have a discussion about their interview, about the process and things like that. And I was like 100%. And there's quite a number of occasions where somebody within a process that wasn't successful for a position that I was hiring for, we'd end up going for a coffee or sitting down somewhere and having a dis discussion about the process and more specifically about the interview and perhaps things that they could work on. And I, I just found it a, a great opportunity. And from that pool of people that were unsuccessful, I think probably half a dozen of them ended up being hired within the group that I worked, maybe not by me, maybe by another manager. And I just think it's a great way of uh, looking forward to maybe we have some needs later on that this person would be perfect for. And I just found that really helpful uh, in taking, you know, dealing with our needs in the future. And it seemed to go well with them. And uh, it's just not a, a no, it's, it's more helpful than that. It's a, it's a discussion. Yeah, you know, I love that because, you know, one, it could be a gap in skill. So there's a gap in skill and you have a conversation with them to say, hey, you know what, we really love your energy, your focus, and uh, the candidates that were, were identified um, had these things that you don't have. Uh, so it might be a skill gap. It may be um, uh, a confidence or how they presented themselves. And so you can help them with that too, saying, hey, listen, 
this is, uh, we know you have some good experience, but when you showed up, when you answered that question, the example that you gave was not as strong. And, and I've done that too, where I've said, you know, here's, here's a model that I've used that is helpful. Um, you know, whether it's the uh, star model, you know, situation, task, uh, accountability and results, those kinds of things provide a little bit of model to help. And, and people see that as, wow, you know, I didn't get it, but they really do. They really thought about it and they actually care about me. And what's at, you will become a beacon for talent to want to go and work for you because how you handle those no's it creates um, uh, greater levels of trust and, and desire to work for a manager who actually takes the time to do that. Yeah, I had a number of discussions as well, um, not just about the interview, but about their CV. And I remember I had a bunch of conversations with people about this and their CV came up in the conversation and they asked for any critique on their CV. And uh, when I told them, I said, listen, your CV is a celebration of everything that you've done. I went, oh, that's good. But I have a problem. I'm the manager. I'm the hiring manager. I have a problem. I have a position that needs to be filled. And I have a bunch of things that that position has to do. How is this CV helping me solve my problems? Because in the end of the day, if I'm scanning CVs and then I have to pick five or six people to interview so that hopefully I have one or two really good candidates how is your CV, how is your whole approach to this process going to help me solve my problem? Because at that moment during the hiring process, the most important person is me because I have this problem. That's why this whole thing started off. And how are you helping me address my problems? And it isn't sometimes rewriting. It might be just reformatting things and putting things up front or at the top or whatever it is. And it's amazing because not everybody takes advantage of this where you have this conversation both a person applying for a job and the hiring manager. This is a great opportunity to kind of get people pointed in the right direction. Because at the end of the day, as a hiring manager, I do have this problem. I have, now I have to interview people. I have to have all sorts of conversations with HR. It's taking a lot of time out of what I normally do. And it's important that I choose the right person. There's a bit of stress on this and anything to help the hiring manager do a better, quicker, uh, have a better insight to the people that are applying is a really good thing. And you can deal with that in one of these conversations to a great, uh, to a great deal. Yeah. And you know what, it's, it's really, again, we say this in almost every podcast is about being prepared, right? It, you know, so it, it, you've made a good, really great point. So first of all, sometimes uh, when you are applying for a job, if it's, if you're external, uh, they have uh, computers that kind of pick up keywords. So um, I always recommend is you don't have to redo your, your re whole resume, but what you can do is look at the key words that this organization uses as the key uh, capabilities that they're looking for, review your uh, resume and ensure those words are actually in your resume. And, and, you know, Cause you may have described it as something different and won't pick it up. So that's one thing. Second thing is on a cover letter is, is great too. You might not even change your resume, but on a cover letter, Letter, you can describe um, what your related experiences and where it is again to make it easier for the hiring manager to find it. And the third thing I would say is look at those competency lists, look at the um, goals that they're expecting for this position to deliver, and then reflect back on all your experience and 
do your homework, create specific examples of where you've been able to demonstrate those skills in past roles and put it into the language that this organization uses. And again, it's about helping because you're right. There's nothing worse than going into an interview and then uh, leaving and saying, gee, I don't know why I wasn't hired because I got a ton of a ton of experience in that space, but you may not have articulated it clearly enough or even using the language of that organization because language can be different from one place to another. And that's why I think these types of conversations as managers, I think we have to make ourselves available to the people that weren't successful, especially internally because they could be the people next round, or I might have another problem that they would be perfect. And if we right. have this additional conversation after the fact, it's just, it's a win-win for everybody. Great. 100%. So as employees, there's a couple things we can do to assist. Ask when you would be hearing and ask that someone does get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, yeah. Declare. Uh, and confirm that someone will get back to you, you know, and uh, I think that's a great, you can own part of that process. Yeah, it's funny. I mentioned that uh, the few times that I've kind of waded into applying for a job in the last six months, uh, I said that a couple of times and the person talking to me on the phone, well, of course we'll get back to you. Well, you know, okay. <laughs> but often it doesn't happen as we've discussed. Yeah, yes, that's right. Be upfront that you would like some feedback after the process is over. Maybe the company doesn't do this. Uh, if it's internal, this is probably more likely to happen. But why wouldn't we want to learn from the process? If we're, especially if we're younger in our career, um, you know, just kind of starting off or in their first couple of years, this type of conversation, as we've discussed earlier, is really, really important. It can be really, really helpful. So uh, let's be upfront when we go in there that we'd like some feedback. You know, if we get into the uh, interview round, it's a good thing. Yeah. And you know what, even if you forget to ask that, once they make the decision, if you're not successful and they really don't give you the information, um, send a note, follow up and say, you know, we were disappointed you didn't get the role, but appreciate the time and, and uh, that you put into it and the process. And you were wondering if there would be an opportunity to get some feedback so that you could learn and see what are the missing pieces for you to be successful either with this company or with another company next time. You know, and all they can say is no, but I think most managers would say, wow, that, uh, that person is, uh, has great follow-up and is keen and they'll keep you in mind for the next time. I don't know about you, Greg, but I like that as a manager, when somebody after the process is over, does approach you and say, listen, uh, can we have a conversation about this? I, to me, it just brings this person way up. And they're going to be in my mind when we have another position open or there's a position maybe in another department or team or however you're uh, organized that sticks out. Yeah. And key is tone and mindset going into that. You know, if your mindset is there are a bunch of idiots, why didn't they hire me? Uh, I want to find out what the heck's going on, you know, and, and you may have those emotions and those are okay to have those emotions, but you need to let go of those emotions before you ask for feedback versus Hey, I really appreciate the process. Um, I value the company and, and was disappointed that I didn't get the role. Um, should another opportunity up, I want to make sure it comes up. I want to make sure I'm prepared. Uh, I'd love some feedback. It's totally different. That's a totally different tone. You know, it's more of a positive. It's a learning. It's a state of curiosity versus a state of frustration and um, maybe perceived as entitlement. Why didn't you hire me? It's all how you come to the table. Oh, how you, yeah, exactly. 
Always be aware that sometimes the failings of a prospective employer might have nothing to do with you. Sometimes it's just them and their culture, especially right now in COVID-19. If you don't hear, if you have a bad experience, uh, we kind of have to pull ourselves up, dust ourselves off and move on because there's a lot of stuff going on right now. And sometimes companies just don't have the right culture anyway. Yeah, or they don't have the right um, capacity, sometimes not the right capability to follow up on the right things. And that doesn't mean you can't contribute and add to something, but I think uh, uh, you're right. Uh, you know, enter, be forgiving um, and be diligent. So, you know, if you haven't heard, take the lead and follow up. Send a note saying, just checking in to see if you've made any decisions along that line. I'm still very excited about being a part of your organization, you know? Um, you know, don't send emails every day, but uh, but still uh, take the lead because sometimes it's just something that's going on. That was actually our last point. So that's awesome. So uh, wrap up, Greg. Yeah. So with this, like with anything on these things, first of all, I think the most important thing is to care and to recognize that um, especially if, uh, if a person has gotten to the interview stage, that they care enough to, uh, to invest themselves. So you need to care back uh, for those people to let them know that you, know, you value them and you appreciate them taking the time to inquire to become part of your organization. So care. The second thing I would say is it's, it's really about your brand in the workplace. And, uh, you know, great people are drawn to great cultures and great cultures include those that value and appreciate and respect and honor the people who work from, for them or the people who may work for them. So think about it as just being care. And then the last is the kind of the golden rule, you know, how would you want to be treated? Um, what would you expect um, uh, as, as, uh, as a person who's interviewing for a job? What would make you feel valued? Um, and then do even more. Because again, as I said, you might be someone that doesn't really care as much, but most of us, I think, um, whether we will say it or not, want to have that close that loop, want to feel valued, would love to have some feedback uh, if we didn't get it. Um, so if you think about that perspective, so care about people, remember your brand and your employee value, uh, value proposition is key in this whole thing. And then just think about what you would really want and then provide that. I agree with everything you've said. And I think uh, the only thing I would add to this is that as a manager or as a leader, we need to think long-term for the best interest of the company or the organization you work for. And maybe, Greg, it isn't your time right now, but you apply for a job with us in six months or a year, you go out and get some other experience, you could be the person for us in the future. And if we don't treat you well, if we don't uh, treat you like a, an important person, what are the chances of you coming back to us later on? It isn't just about the now. This could be our next president or leader in 10 or 15 years. And if they've had a bad experience with us, maybe they don't come and work for us. I think we need to be really strategic as a manager, or as a leader, and treat people the way that we want to be treated, as you've uh, mentioned here. 
because in time they could be the solution to our problem or they could be that person that needs to join the team and help us reach our goals. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. And uh, word spreads really quickly these days, right? And uh, it's amazing how a reputation can be created, even if someone hasn't had an experience with that organization, that person, whatever, uh, based upon whoever your inner circle or your influencers are. So uh, yeah, you never know. And uh, so how you treat people will spread. Uh, and if that, if that is, if that's good, and that's bad or that's bad, it will spread. That's awesome. So we hope that some of what we spoke about you find helpful. We hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you really, really angry. But again, Greg, I think we need to uh, rely on your happy or peeved philosophy. Yeah, we always end our, uh, our podcast with uh, a great um, insight that I learned through uh, my original coach and, and hopefully in my coaching that I do today. And that's that the best sessions always, um, always include a little bit of joy of some discovery of something that you've, you've actually been doing well and you're, you're moving ahead. And, but it also normally includes a little bit of churn or a little bit of peeve, peeved and meaning that uh, something that that coach says kind of stirs things up, creates that churn, makes you a little peeved off uh, because they, they hit a truth, something that we need to learn and do differently. And you know what? So we hope that, that um, uh, this podcast, like all our podcasts, will provide a little bit of both. And in this one in particular, I would say, you know what? Um, if you are feeling like a little bit of sting, um, uh, forgive yourself because sometimes it's tough and right now it is tough and we're all under a lot of pressure. But that doesn't mean you can't just shift and, and, and choose to move forward in a new way with the next person who interviews you. Let go of what happened in the past, it's done, you can't do anything about it, but what you can do is what happens on that next interview. And uh, just, just show a little bit more care, um, carve a little bit more time. Remember that it's a relationship and, uh, and that um, even some of the way you handle these kinds of things can really help others who are equally going through some tough times right now. That's awesome. So take the time with the people you work with or might in the future work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.